A man is sentenced to a decade behind bars for a Statesboro shooting that resulted in the death of a teenager. A former Savannah City Alderman is arrested on theft charges. I'll give you the latest details. And the PGA Tour is set to return to South Carolina next month. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. It's just turned our world upside down, and Haley did not deserve what happened to her that night. She was not a bad kid. And this was very, very hard today, but we know the fight's not over. We know this is bigger than Mark and stuff. It's bigger than our family. It's all of the support all over the world that we've gotten has witnessed that it is bigger. That was the reaction outside the Bullitt County Courthouse on Tuesday, September 20th, shortly after a judge sentenced Mark Wilson to 10 years in prison, the maximum sentence on Wilson's involuntary manslaughter conviction. In August, a jury acquitted Wilson on murder and aggravated assault charges, but found him guilty of the lesser involuntary manslaughter charges. In June of 2020, Wilson fired shots at a moving truck where 17-year-old Haley Hutchison was riding in the back seat. Hutchison was hit and killed in the shooting. Wilson claimed the driver of that truck was using racial slurs and attempted to run him off the road and that the shots were fired in self-defense. Prosecutors argued Wilson overreacted and his actions were not justified. One day after Wilson's sentence was handed down, his defense team and supporters say they're not done fighting. WTOC Bureau Chief Dow Kennedy has the latest. The crowds and the emotion that have followed Mark Wilson's case may be absent from the judicial annex today, but many of them say this case continues in spite of the sentence handed down by the judge. In the two-hour sentencing hearing, Allison Hutchison wept as she recalled the notice that her stepdaughter Haley had been shot and killed. We had to wake our children up and tell them that their sissy was gone. Wilson's defense attorneys brought a dozen character witnesses who described Wilson as an honest and honorable young man. Attorneys asked Judge Ronnie Thompson to hand down a shorter sentence or even place Wilson on probation. After several minutes of explanation, he rendered his decision. So the court's going to sentence you to the maximum sentence of 10 years to serve. Last month, a jury acquitted Wilson on charges of murder, aggravated assault, and more, but convicted him on lesser charge of involuntary manslaughter. Attorneys contend the sentence should have been less than the 10-year maximum. We just want to be clear that the sentence that the judge just issued out is not a reflection of what the jury's decision was. Wilson's supporters accused prosecutors of mishandling the case and targeting their client while ignoring the teens Wilson said were threatening him when he fired his gun. The use of the district attorney's office uh, in this legal lynching and Daphne Totten has a lot to answer for that. And there's blood on the hands of Luke Conley, Ashton DeLoach and Mason Glisson and nothing this judge said today is going to change that. Judge Thompson declined to grant first offender status in the case. Wilson spent close to two years in jail awaiting trial. That time will count towards his sentence. Both sides will be back here next week when the state asks Judge Thompson to impose financial restitution for the expenses of Haley's funeral. Former longtime City of Savannah Alderman Tony Thomas is facing felony theft charges. 
According to the Chatham County Sheriff's Office, Thomas was arrested by Pooler Police on Tuesday, September 20th for felony theft by taking. Pooler PD arrested Thomas at the Parker's Convenience Store off Godley Station. In the booking report, Thomas was listed as the store's manager. Bond was set around $2,400. Thomas spent several years on Savannah's city council before being defeated in the 2019 election by Curtis Pertee. WTOC will continue to update this story as we learn more. It's a topic that has folks in rural part of southeast Georgia talking. Sightings of big cats like panthers and mountain lions. From hunters to those just passing through, many claim they've seen some of those predators here in southeast Georgia. But the Georgia Department of Natural Resources says not so fast. WTOC's Max Deeknight has the story. The question is, are these things actually out there in Georgia? Now, the DNR says no, but a lot of people from hunters to those just driving through insist they have seen big cats just like this one right here in our area. Here's a look at the debate around this topic and what wildlife experts have to say about it. Check this out. Big cat sightings like these caught on camera in other states have people in Georgia talking. Some insist they've seen them here. Some critter came through a hole and got in there and killed both, both of the cats. J.R. Gill and his wife live in Midway. Earlier this summer, Gill woke up to find something had killed two of his cats. To him, the damage left behind from the claw marks to the broken screen pointed to one thing. Uh, I turned in the complaint as a cougar attack. Gill says the DNR set up cameras on his property that day. They later told him they thought a wild dog did it, though, not a big cat. But they all denied that we don't have uh, wild cats or what have you in this region, and I know we do because people have seen them. A wildlife biologist with the Georgia DNR tells us there are two kinds of big cats near our state, Florida Panthers and Tennessee Mountain Lions. They say last year alone there were 65 reported big cat sightings across Georgia, but none confirmed, and they insist there are no big cats in the Peach State. The DNR put out a similar statement on Facebook last year, and it got a lot of backlash. One person posted an article from 2008 where the DNR confirmed this Florida panther was shot and killed in Troop County near the Alabama border. The DNR's website even states that in the last 25 years, there have been three credible mountain lion sightings in Georgia. The department later edited that Facebook post. And listen to this. Our team found in 1993, Florida researchers released 19 Florida panthers along the Florida-Georgia border as part of a reintroduction study. One of those panthers was captured later that year after making it all the way to Statesboro. It was not anything like I'd ever seen or ever heard of. Lifelong Liberty County resident Clay Sykes says he spotted mountain lions twice. Sykes runs the page My Georgia Coast. With more than 80,000 followers, big cats are a hot topic, and Sykes thinks their sightings are underreported. I mean, the thought of reporting a, a cat sighting to DNR has never crossed my mind, and it probably doesn't cross many other people's mind. Still, local wildlife experts are skeptical. I've never actually seen one myself. I've never even seen a track of one here. Bullock County Humane Enforcement Director Joey Sanders says he's seen almost everything in his 20 plus years on the job, but he's never seen a big cat. He thinks people are confusing smaller native cats to Georgia like bobcats 
for big cats. If somebody's got a picture, I wish they would come and show us. But until that day. The, the debate rages on. And so again, just to recap, while the DNR insists big cats are not native to Georgia, they do say it's possible you could see one here. By the way, Florida Panthers are an endangered species. So that Georgia man who killed one back in 2008 in western Georgia was fined and given two years of probation. So if you do see what you think is a big cat, a panther or a mountain lion, you're asked to leave it alone and contact the DNR immediately. The PGA Tour is set to return to the Low Country next month as the CJ Cup will tee off in October at Congaree. On Tuesday, September 20th, the club held the tournament's media day and made its big announcement. 2022 FedEx Cup champ Rory McIlroy has committed to play in the tournament. The 78-man no-cut tournament is set to tee off on October 20th. It'll be the second PGA Tour event hosted by Congaree. The Hardyville Club also hosted the Palmetto Championship in June 2021. Here's CJ Cup Tournament Director Andre Silva on what golf fans can expect. You are getting the best players in the world playing at a golf course that is very challenging. And it's amazing to hear how many players who are committing, not only committing to the fact that it's a big tournament, it's a tournament that a lot of them play in Korea, but also the fact that it's being played here. For more information on the CJ Cup in South Carolina, click on the golf page at WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and in the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.